Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. Today we are here with episode 116 of Weekly Poker Hand, and we get pocket aces. Last time we had a flush, this time we have pocket aces. Um, a, a while back someone asked me, why do you only show the hands that you win? And I don't think that's true. I actually show a lot of the hands that I do not win. Um, if you like weekly, po weekly Poker Hand, actually, I suggest you check out my YouTube channel. You can just Google Jonathan Little YouTube. I'm sure it'll come right up. And there... I also post hands that go up on Poker News. So it's almost like a, a few bonus hands for Weekly Poker Hand, if you want to call it that. It's very similar. And um, someone there actually posted, why do you only post hands you lose? So it's kind of funny that we'd see just a variance in the hands that I pick randomly because I do post hands I lose and hands I win. But here we have some good ones. Uh, we had a flush last week. Here we have pocket aces. I don't know if we're going to win or not, but pocket aces are good. All right, so a loose aggressive kid who I do not know, but... My read on him was that he loves to check raise and hates to fold. So knowing that, when I get pocket aces, I'm definitely going to re-raise here because I want to give him the opportunity to either four bet pre-flop or make some ridiculous play after the flop. So I'm going to make it about 3,000. Um, he makes it 1,200 at 250,500 with a 75 ante out of his 50,000 stack. I make it 3,000. I could make it a little bit bigger here. Um, in today's game, I would probably make it closer to 3,300 or 3,500. But 3,000 is fine. And that's the reason I'm making it slightly larger is because of the deep stacks. All right, so the flop comes 10 of hearts, 6 of hearts, 5 of clubs. I do have the ace of hearts. And the loose aggressive kid checks. So we have to treat our hand as it, if it is effectively the nuts in this scenario. So I do want to bet. I think if we bet something like 3,500, that's going to keep our opponent in with a somewhat wide range. If we bet much larger... Oops. We start a bet much larger, I think we're going to induce some folds, and we really do not want to be inducing folds. So I like a bet of about 3,500. Let's see what I do. I do bet 4,000, which I think is fine. And my opponent now check raises to 10,650, leaving himself 46,000 behind. I'm sorry, 36,000 behind after he puts in this amount. So now the question is, should I call or should I re-raise? So if I call, the pot's going to go up to 27K, and our opponent's going to have 35K left in his stack. So it'll be pretty easy to get stacks in by the river. However, if I know my opponent likes to make this play of check-raising wide on the flop, and he knows that I know he likes to check-raise on the flop, so we're playing this leveling game here, then I can get away with making sporadic bluffs here from time to time by re-raising small. That being said, I do think in this spot I would much prefer to just call, and the reason for that is because I have the Ace of Hearts. If I did not have the Ace of Hearts, I think I would be happy enough playing a gigantic pot here with only the pocket aces versus this player. But with the Ace of Hearts, I think we want to call and keep our opponent in with this whole range, whereas if I did not have the Ace of Hearts, perhaps I could re-raise or shove and make my opponent fold out some hands that have a pretty good amount of equity. So in this spot, I think I should call, but... I did not do that. I elected to effectively min raise him back. So in order for me to do this, I must have just had an absolutely ridiculous dynamic with this player to where we are constantly jockeying back and forth in these small and medium-sized pots. This is definitely not what I would normally do. But against someone who may randomly spaz off their stack, which I imagine this player probably was for me to do this, I like to play a lot because that gives them plenty of room to go all in with something like nine, seven of hearts or king, queen of hearts or ace, 10, something like that. So I do re-raise small, which is certainly defendable given 
reads that I do not know if exist or not. And my opponent calls. So when he calls, I imagine he's going to have a pretty wide range of marginal draws. You have to realize whenever you min re-raise the flop, you're giving your opponent something like eight to one pot odds to call. So really you should not fold very much at all. Like if he's sitting here with 10, nine offsuit, he should probably call. And that's just because I gave him the right price. So in exchange for giving him the right price to call with everything, I also opened the door for him to make some sort of gigantic blunder. Unfortunately, he didn't because he just called. So now the pot is 42K. We have 30K left. The turn is the three of hearts, which is a pretty safe card. Remember, I have the ace of hearts in my hand, so I don't really care about flushes. And my opponent checks. And at this point, I have to decide if I want to bet small, if I want to go all in, or if I want to check. I think if I check here, it may give my opponent the opportunity to go all in on the river as a bluff, which would be fantastic. And notice there are no scary rivers for me. I mean, the worst rivers in the deck are tens and sixes and fives, I think. But even then, it's not like those are horrible. So this is a pretty sweet spot to check. Whenever you can easily get your stack in with just one bet on the river, I definitely do not mind checking. If the pot was smaller, say the pot was... 18k and we had 30k behind and i would definitely like betting because then in order to get our whole stacks in by the river we would have to um make a big overshove and i don't really want to make a big overshove with only one pair all right so anyway it does go check check here and i I like that mainly just because the size of the pot river is a six pairing the board not really ideal but it is okay and my opponent checks so again the pot's 42k and again (laughs) I decided to bet 6,500, so a very small bet, one-eighth of the pot, and or one-seventh of the pot. For me to do this, I just must have thought my opponent was absolutely crazy and very capable of running an insane bluff. And whenever your opponents are capable of running insane bluffs, you always want to give them all of the room possible to make that insane bluff. Also, if my opponent does have something like pocket nines, maybe he'll decide to call this tiny bet where so he may fold to a bigger bet. So all in all, I like this play. I think this is fine. It's a little, well, it's completely unconventional. And if you've been watching the other 115 episodes of Weekly Poker Hand, you'll know I don't do this very often at all. But there are times for it. And the times are few and far between, but when they come up, I do think they are somewhat important. It's important to make these plays when these situations come up. I mean, that's really the hard thing about poker is you need to have a very, very big toolbox of plays and you need to pick the correct tool for the correct situation. So imagine there are 10,000 spots in poker. This exact scenario scenario maybe comes up three times out of the 10,000. But you know, if you play enough poker, you will find these spots, and knowing how to attack these loose, aggressive kids who are very capable of bluffing is important. So anyway, I bet 6,500, and I wish my opponent went all in because I would have called, but he just folded. So notice that when he check-raised the flop, he did have... Very little equity, most likely. And by re-raising small, we at least keep him in. However, at the same time, if I just call his flop check raise, maybe he bets the turn and then bets the river, in which case we could have stacked him. So sometimes when you get out of line and get a little bit fancy, you get yourself in trouble. So that's going to be it for this week. Thank you very much for being here. If you have any questions, please send them to me on Twitter at Jonathan Little. I'm happy to always answer them there. And also, check out my newest book. It's called Bluffs. It came out uh, about a month ago at this point, and it has been one of the bestsellers in the Amazon poker section. People are loving it, and it's getting good reviews. 
it explains 18 situations where I think that most poker players could get a little bit out of line and steal pots that do not belong to them. And it really does just discuss how to play a fundamentally strong strategy. It's not like you should just start bluffing with 7-2 offsuit for fun. It's more so trying to figure out when you are at the bottom of your range in a spot where your opponent is, when your opponent has a range that you can conceivably bluff them off of. So anyway, check it out, jonathanlittlepoker.com slash bluffs. And if you have never signed up for Audible, you can get the audio version. You can actually get the two of my audiobooks completely for free. Full details for that can be found at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free. So that's going to be it for this week. Thanks again for watching. I will be back next time.